This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Empire. A little weight can go a long way. Same thing if you go for a reg- any regular workout, you know, and you wear our gear, it gives you a boost. But, you know, different people have different objectives. If your objective is to get, you know, every single step of, of the way stronger, 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 yeah, then you would progressively add more load because you would get, you know, you would obviously get stronger. That's Stefan Olander, founder of Amorpho, where they believe adding some weight to your workout attire will bring major results. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Stefan Olander spent much of his career working with major athletic brands, and you'll hear how that experience led him to this point of branching out and building a new product that he believes will also capture the marketplace. Our guest this week is Stefan Olander, who is the founder of Amorpho, which is is revolutionizing training with micro-weighted gravity sportswear. Stefan also is an author in the world of digital sport and spent a long time at Nike. So we've got a lot to talk about with you today, Stefan. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Let me start with Amorpho. Um, Tell us what the products are and what the basis of their creation was. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. Uh, the whole idea behind Amorpho is that forever we've been told that whatever you wear for sports should be as lightweight as possible, right? Because everything, every ounce you take out of your clothing and your footwear is an ounce less that the athlete has to carry, which is true when you compete. And the irony is we spend about, most people spend about 90 to 95% of the time training to compete. And at that point, the complete opposite is true because what's the first thing we do when we put on a super lightweight shirt? Well, we go to a gym and pick up a weight. So uh, the whole idea behind Gravity Sportswear, which is our collection, was that if we add micro weights, small, small weights and distribute them uh, anatomically, we can give you much more benefit from anything you do without changing anything but what you wear. How much weight are we talking about? What what's what's what is added to the sportswear? Well, it depends. Uh, our collection has a range, so um, the whole premise behind uh, the science behind gravity sportswear is called microload. And with microloading, we are recommending between one to five percent of your body mass. So normally, traditionally, weight vests have been around forever, and you know they, they usually it's you know throw on twenty pounds and then you walk around like a robot, and it's really hard to move naturally. So what we've said is, and, and in our science, um, uh, we've seen that if you add anything from a half a pound up to our our heaviest product, our weighted vest for men is ten pounds, but it ranges from a half pound to one pound to two pounds depending on what product you use. So we have a whole collection uh, of products where you, depending on activity, can choose how much weight you want to add. But the key thing here is not just the weight itself, 
It is how it's distributed and how we do it in a way where you can move naturally without inhibiting your weight, your form, basically. So this has been the issue traditionally when you're wearing weight vest is if you're a sprinter, you can't put on a weight vest and go for a run because, first of all, it's going to mess up your joints. But secondly, the, the weight is too heavy for you to move the way you were intended. Okay, so take me through the science behind it. What did you learn about having weighted um, sportswear um, that shows will help someone perform better? Well, so our head of science, Dr. Erin Fazer, uh, her PhD has been around researching this. And uh, so it was really, um, when we started working together um, a few years ago, it was really fascinating to us that you know, the, the it, intuitively people think, well, if they pick up one of our pair of tights, for instance, that weigh around two pounds, uh, the first thought is like, okay, I feel that there's weight here, but when I put it on, you forget that it's there. And and you realize you can move the way you were intended to. And the, in the first response is, well, is this heavy enough to really have impact? Uh, and we see, we've seen tremendous um, uh, effects from this uh, when you move at high speed. So, you know, you can increase everything from your speed to your power to you can burn up to 8% more calories just wearing our products. So, and this is something that is um, both uh, ourselves as well as um, a lot of independent uh, resources have researched. So it's not, you know, and we actually have a whole section on our website around the science of microload with where all these white papers are. And, and it's remarkable how uh, little weight you have to add in order to, to sort of reap the rewards and get the benefits of training with microbiome. For you personally, how did this, what was the genesis of this? Why did you want to go in this direction? Well, it was interesting. It was actually, I was still at Nike at the time and, and um, I did a workout after work one day and a friend of mine brought along a weighted vest and we did this traditional workout. I don't know if you're familiar with the Murph, but it's, um, it is, uh, uh, in memory of um, uh, a, uh, um, a soldier fallen in Afghanistan, uh, Murphy, who did this workout uh, over and over again, and in, in his and his in his memory, this is done on Memorial Day, and and it's a it's a really tough workout, and you're supposed to do it with a weighted vest. So, a friend of mine brought along the weighted vest, and we did, and I'd done the workout before, but unweighted, and and it completely changed the nature of this workout, and I was I barely made it through. <laughs> But it, but it really triggered something in my, in, in my head that said, okay, if this changes physiologically, uh, what, how I, what, what does it do also mentally? And I, I started doing research around it. And, and it started off just with the intent of making a better weighted vest. Because the vests at the time were pretty clunky, heavy, and, and you also had this, you, you know, you were putting weights in pockets so you couldn't move around freely. And uh, so we started off just developing that. But in the, in, in the, in, as we were doing that, we became more and more interested in, you know, beyond the vest. If you add the right load in the right places, what would a collection like that look like? And how would we go about making it? And it took us three years of research, research and, and development with an unbelievable team uh, to get to a place where we could launch the full gravity sportswear collection. But the genesis was, was, was and the best ideas come from when you use something yourself yeah. uh, and you see an opportunity to make it better. And so as this progresses, is this a progressive thing where 
I would wear something that is weighted at a certain amount. And then as I start to perform better, I add more weight. How, how does, how does the system kind of work here? I mean, different, different people have different objectives, right? And, and I think that for us, this is not one of those where you put it on and then every single day you use it for everything. But you, you can think of it as training in general, right? You dial it up or down. If you're a runner, you're doing some long runs, some speed runs, some hill runs. And for, for the most explosive movements in that example, you would wear gravity sportswear because it boosts the effect of it. Same thing if you go for a, a reg, any regular workout you know, and you wear our gear, it gives you a boost. But, you know, different people have different objectives. If your objective is to get, you know, every single step of, of the way stronger, 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 yeah, then you would progressively add more load because you would get, you know, you would obviously uh, get stronger. But for most people, fitness is more a matter of staying fit and healthy and feel good about themselves. And, and in that regards, a lot of people have a very similar routine. You know, you kind of do the thing you do to stay fit. And, and that for those instances, our, all, all our gravity sportswear is doing is giving you a boost that gives you more from every one of those workouts. Does the clothing at all double as a wearable and collect any data about your performance? No. And, and you know, this was one. We, I, I, I led the digital innovation team at Nike for um for, for years as, as vice president of global digital innovation. And, and, um, we did a, a lot of research around this. And, and while there is, there is, you know, there was a huge surge in, in sort of the quantified self and biometric data, um, it turns out that you can get a, a, the lion's share of what you need through, through your watch. And, uh, and everything else that you add into apparel usually adds friction because you have to charge it and you have to pair it and it makes it trickier to wash it. And, yeah. And what we see is those things create a, a hurdle for most uh, consumers where they just go, you know, the relative benefit of getting that biometric data uh, is not worth it because of all the friction it introduces into using this. So for us, this is much more about motivation and, and in the simplest way possible, helping people get a better workout, but not by introducing a bunch of um a friction along the way. Okay. So, but you do see, obviously see value in the data and the analytics and wearables. Oh, do you absolutely. for, yeah. Do you see for this company potentially then a partnership with someone who could then provide that and kind of become a partner for a Morpho? Yeah, absolutely. Both partnerships. And we have a very competent team that led a lot of those uh, developments, when, when, you know, when we were uh, working at Nike as well. So we have a lot of knowledge around what it would take from an engineering standpoint to embed these. But, but you know, you, the moment you go into that space, you are really limiting your audience and it becomes a niche. And there, there's, there are, and as I said, the biometric data that you could derive from a watch kind of gives 90% of the people what they need. You're really talking about performance for a very small group of elite athletes that would benefit from that. So I think for us, that's something that may well come in the future, but, uh, but we, uh, we really want to serve as many as possible, as fast as possible. So uh, it'll be down the road. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, 
Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Guys, are you looking for that extra confidence when it's time to have fun? Let me tell you about BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets help men combat all forms of ED. BlueChew is also an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, all done online. Blue Chew's tablets, made in the United States, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code FUTURE, F-U-T-R, at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code FUTURE, F-U-T-R, to receive your first month free. And how specialized is the sportswear? Is there wear for cyclists as versus runners versus weightlifters? How are, how are you kind of viewing that? The, the great thing about it is, is that it is universal, right? So regardless of what activity you're doing when you're moving, you get benefit from it. So we haven't divided up and said, you know, our long sleeve shirt is great for running and our short sleeve uh, shirt is great for tennis. But what we see is it depends on what fits you, what climate are you in, and you know how hard you want to push yourself. So that's why the benefit of microload and the reason it's called microloading is because it is not interfering with your movement. So it's, it's pretty amazing that we have athletes, NBA athletes, NFL athletes, soccer players, tennis players, you know, runners, yogi, a lot of people that use, you know, different parts of our collection and it works really well for their activity. Okay. All right. So with, with big time athletes, um, I, I don't know if you're there yet, but are you hoping this gets acquired by a major, you know, group? Are you trying to become another Under Armour and kind of separate and have a differentiator? How are you kind of viewing the business moving forward? Well, we, we obviously think this is a, a massive opportunity. And what, what's so interesting about this whole segment um, is we're creating a whole new category. And, and it's a very intuitive category. So the first question we get from a lot of athletes, uh, one of our uh, ambassadors, Julio Jones, I'm sure you know um, yeah. Julio, um, his question was, I, I can't believe no one's thought of this before because <laughs> uh, it's so intuitive. It's like, well, well, of course, if I if I can add something to my training that doesn't interfere with it, but gives me more benefit, it's incredibly intuitive. That's a professional athlete, an unbelievable athlete. And then we have everyday athletes who are just, you know, looking to gain a little bit more from a boost to their everyday workout. And And when you think about it, how intuitive it is to add a little bit of weight and get more from your work, you know, 
So you can imagine the category of training, which hasn't been, you know, really from an apparel standpoint, been innovated on for a very long time. It's such a tremendous opportunity to build a large category. So we, we love the idea of this, you know, creating a category that will grow big. Now, what that leads to in the future and whether or not we get acquired, that remains to be seen. But yeah. we take it one step at a time. And the key thing for us is just to deliver something that, you know, gives people a better workout. Uh, this is a pointed question, but I have to ask it in, in the vein of this conversation. You spent over 20 years at Nike. Why isn't Nike making this? <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, I think, you know, the it kind of goes against this, the whole idea that's propelled the company, a wonderful company, to an incredible, becoming an incredible, incredible company. And that is the idea that lighter is better. Right. I mean, it's founded on that. Bill Bowerman and Phil Knight at U of O were working on taking every single ounce out of footwear in the beginning. And that's the spirit of it. So it's counter to that. Uh, uh, that's not to say that, you know, that that could be an opportunity for training. But I, I really wanted to try this outside uh, of, uh, you know, the safety net of a large, amazing brand and yeah. see what if we did this ourselves, what would it be like? And, and that's why it's so exciting to, you know, there's something incredibly energizing about the freedom to move as a small team of, of inspired, smart people. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's, that was just the path we took. Okay. Um, while I have you here, considering your background and you're an author and you've written about the digital world now, and that is really our wheelhouse on this podcast. Can I just ask you some broad questions about where you think the state of sports and technology is right now? The name of your book was The Seven New Laws for a World Gone Digital. What are they? What are the new laws for the world gone digital? Well, uh, I think that, you know, the, the, it was, uh, the book was written in 2012. So the, the, some of the examples in the book you know, have changed, but the foundational idea behind them is the same. And I think Ajaz Ahmed, uh, uh, my co-author and myself, at the time when we wrote it, I was at Nike. He he has founded an, an incredible agency called AKQA. And we were talking about the observations we'd had uh, in our lives with companies that we had interacted with where technology and sports came together. And, and these insights were what was interesting about them was that, you know, none of them in isolation are revolutionary, but, but what seemed to be the case with technology was that it almost became a crutch. It was like, yeah, it's going to come in and completely change the way we behave. And, and what we talked about was the, the human nature and the needs we have as, you know, as consumers haven't really changed because of the introduction of technology. It's just how do you use that in a smart way to make whatever proposition you have better? That was something that we used at Nike. We were not thinking about it through the lens of we're going to completely change because of digital. We're just going to use it to make it better. So the way we used to talk about it at Nike, we would say, can we move from making um, a better shoe to help you become a better you? So you take a broader view of the athlete and you say, we're going to introduce technology to serve people better. And that was the underlying you know, theme of the book was just our insights around how do we apply it? How do we think about it 
in a way where it becomes an additive as opposed to a complete change to how we think about it. Because that drives a lot of this. There's, there's, a, there's a, a, a great quote in the book from a Jaws where he talks about, you know, the greatest force in the universe is in technology, it's imagination. Yeah. And we talk a lot about that in the book. Um, for the training experience, um, here we are in 2022. There is more and more immersive opportunities using various different types of digital technologies. How do you see those two marrying with one another into the future? I, you know, I, I think, again, it's a great way to enhance. When you think of what you can do with VR deployed in the right way, MR, AR, I think all those technologies are things that can help us do, when you think of the world of sports, uh, help us do things better. I'm, I'm going to separate esports because that's an area I'm not as, as familiar with. But if you think about traditional physical sports, like you're still going to be moving. You're still going to be doing things that you, and, and I don't think technology is going to replace anything, but it has an opportunity, tremendous opportunity to enhance. Whether it, you know, if you think about it, a lot of the repetitions that you have to do as an athlete uh, that you could um, refine using, for instance, VR as a way to prepare and train. It's a great way to, to do that I mean, in, in your home. And, and that's just one example of it. But I think that, you know, the, the key thing for me around it is to not get so enamored with it that you think it's going to completely replace where we came from, but rather look at it as, as an additive. Certainly variety in fitness, there's opportunity there, like in these immersive yeah. experiences and, and on some level gamifying them as well. If you were trying to yeah. get an interested younger generation, do you view those as things that are going to continually grow in the fitness industry? Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. But I, I do think that one uh, key theme, you know, again, I keep coming back to this idea of, of, of being human and like who we are and what we are and what the motivations are and, and, and the connection with other people is, is massive. I mean, we've seen this during the pandemic, right? When we get isolated, it's really, really tough. And I think technology can be such a great bridge and the best fitness technologies are those that enhance your physical activity, but connect you with other people. And then gamification. Absolutely. We saw this back, back when we did uh, a Nike, we did, um, we started off very early with our running app uh, where we created levels. We started, we had um, our fuel band, which was a remarkable innovation that used the simple idea of just daily motivation. Set yourself a goal, hit that goal, and celebrate that goal. Things like this that, you know, you gamify it in order to drive motivation. But motivation is an inherent human uh, entry. So I think that that's why, for me, technology is at its best when it picks up things that we already do, enhance them, connect us with other people, and then, you know, throw in a little gamification there to keep people interested and motivated. Okay. All right. Last thing, let's just go back to Amorpho. As, as you try to educate your public and your potential customers on the benefits of training with this type of material, what is the barrier for you? What, what are you trying to educate people about? The, like you and I have, have, are having this conversation now and you're like, hey, well, well, why is weight better, right? People want to know. And, and then when you explain it, it's really logical. But when they try it on, it is becomes instantly understandable and intuitive. And, you know, we, so we have, you know, the, the response from, from our customers is, is tremendous. But, 
But as a startup, there's, you know, there's a lot of noise out there. And when you're trying to convey something that is so powerful through a screen predominantly, because we're a direct-to-consumer brand, you know, we don't have, you know, massive physical um, outlets for people to try this out. So one of the things for us is trying to explain this, uh, oftentimes through a phone screen, is, you know, it, it's hard and it takes time. And, and, and But the beauty of it is that once people try our product, they're hooked. They're instantly, I mean, our, our return rates are incredibly low. Our, you know, the, the, the net promoter score is massive. But the thing for us is this, because it is so novel, because we've been told for forever that lighter is better. And when you tell someone lighter isn't always better, it really clicks, but it's this, you know, it's a step-by-step progress, the process. And, 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 and what's so exciting for us is every person that tries this, beca- tries this becomes a spokesperson for us. Stefan Olander is the founder of Amorpho. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. On the next Future Sport Podcast, wearables in footwear. No, we are all walking. Most of mankind is walking through their feet. Yeah. And nobody stays tracking the feet. I know, it's like we have indications of steps from our wrist, which is great, but we're not walking from our hands. So... I can tell you that there's a, there's a race and a lot of interest from, I think, all of the players in the world of, of athletic footwear, and not just athletic, some health care, to, to connect their users uh, through their footwear. That's Guy Aharon, co-founder and CEO of PlayerMaker, who has built products used by soccer players to improve technique and avoid injury. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.